I Hear Voices Theatre Company presents Bentley Strange Trousers and the Dance of Doom Episode 3 The Yellow Peril In our last instalment Bentley Strange Trousers a super secret special security squad agent of MA5 and 7 eighths on the trail of the source of the terrible plot or scheme that has been transforming Middle England into vulgar yokels, sought out Colonel Shirts, believed to be absent without leave in the inhospitable, uncharted reaches of the Norfolk Broads. Once found, Shirts was about to reveal all, but was himself transformed into a yokel, hell-bent on destroying our hero's sense of public decorum. Out of ammunition, Strange Trousers finds himself fighting for his sense of propriety with only his government-issue concertina file for protection. Ah! Ah! Stay back! I've got a concertina file, and I'm not afraid to use it! There'd better be something damn useful in here. Oh, my God, no! Good evening, Agent Strange Trousers. Hapney from the Department of Departmental Accounts, Accounts Department. My bane! An accountant! Can I be of assistance? Perhaps. If I use you as a rudimentary club, how much do you weigh? 84 pounds, 6 shillings and threepence. That will have to be enough. Won't you join the dance, my pretty? Take this! Thank you, strange trousers. At last, I'll die a member of the British middle classes. Just one last request, old chap. If you know the words, I'll hum the tune. No, you blasted idiot. Send my body back to Great Mass at HQ in London. You mean... Yes. I am an agent of Her Majesty the King's Secret Special Security Squad Service. But... But why didn't you say anything? What sort of secret agent would that make me, you ruddy fool? (laughs) What a tragic and unavoidably overacted loss. (laughs) But all in the name of duty to Her Majesty the King's Britannic Empire. There's that what might be described as music again. It seems to be coming from that building over there. It looks like some sort of rustic drinking establishment. Filing his fallen acquaintance, turned enemy, turned colleague, turned stiff, and his accountant in their respective compartments in his concertina file, Strange Trousers follows the haunting sounds to the dim lights of a mist-shrouded public house. The slaughtered drunk. At last, this is indeed the source of the sound. Good evening, bastions of feudal servitude. Thank you for your traditional rural hospitality. I say, uh, you there. Yes, you, with what appear to be the lungs of a piano around your neck. What is that instrument of devilish sounds? What, this? It be an accordion, do it be? It do be, don't it, lads? Yes, Yes, 
The very weapon Gratermass thinks was used to transform the middle classes into ghastly slack-jawed rustics. You are? Oh, I um, mean uh, noble tillers of earth, stout yeomen, crafters of the soil, salt of the earth, lights under a bushel. Um, All right, then. And yet, these simian hominids seem unaffected by the music. Rather than being driven to frenzied dancing, it seems to have no effect on them. Could it be that Greater Mass was wrong? Could it be the music itself is not the key to the transformations? Could it be that I'm talking to myself in public? I don't know, dearie. By all the corsets, a full-bodied English-style barmaid. You must be the answer to the question, those can't be real, can they? And the answer appears to be yes. What can I get you, stranger? A weak ginger beer. That's not for me to say, sir. A weak ginger beer on ice, stirred, not shaken, with a little umbrella and a straw. We don't have ice here, sir, nor fancy little umbrellas neither. We is only simple rough country fare. Well, then I'll have a simple rough country Manhattan. Of course, sir. What a, uh, what a quaint little place you have here. Exposed oak beams, open fire, horse grasses, five-pointed star scrawled on the wall in blood over a sacrificial altar. Oh, don't mind that, sir. We've got the builders in. Uh, tell me, tell me my crude stereotype. Do you have a room? Sir, how could you ask a lady such a thing? And without green a price first? <laughs> I meant... Do you have a room for the night? Listen, stranger. There's nothing for you here. Now, Cyril, don't take on so. You'd best be on your way, but stick to the road. Don't go across the broads. Well, actually, I've just come across the broads. Have Most folks come here by the road. Well, I got lost in the mist and the fog. Oh, dear, no, sir. Folks comes here by day. They gets lost in the mist and the fog when they leaves. So we can send them on their way with dire warnings of their ill-fated excursions. So what does that mean? Well, I don't know, sir, being as how we're only simple country folk. But I'd say you've entered this scene from a structurally redundant position. <laughs> ah, but, um, why shouldn't anyone go out on the broads at night? Why? I'll tell you why. That's so wet and mucky-like, innit? You'll get all dirty and catch cold in that. Oh, well, um... So, how should we proceed? Well, you'd better stay in the night, sir, or your visit to our humble establishment will be narratively superfluous. I like what you're saying, and you're saying where it's going, and I like where you're going with the way that you say it. And I think you know what I mean. From our past date till nine o'clock, sir. And so, three Manhattans and a quarter of old steamer later, Strange Trousers sleeps the blissful sleep of the inebriated in the dank and mouldering squalor of the luxury guest room of the slaughtered drunk. With little to interrupt his slumber, save for the occasional slaughtering of lambs and newborn infants, he awakens bright and refreshed, despite the previous night's exertions and unnecessary plot points, and goes down to breakfast. Let me clear your plate for you, sir. I see you're up with the cock this morning. Ah, my apologies, but I never wear trousers before breakfast. (laughs) 
In my line of work, trousers before breakfast is like discussing cricket with an Australian. Insanitary and likely to result in stains. <laughs> and I think you know what I mean. And what might your line of work be? Hmm, what might it be indeed? Yes, sir, what be it? That's a fair question. A good question. An excellent question. A sensible, ordinary, everyday question, and one to which I have an immediate and plausible response, which I provide casually in keeping with the workaday nature of my occupation. I'm thinking of a number. Oh, no, wait, that's gone. Um, I, I thought you might be one of the mustard merchants. What be here for our mustard festival? Ah, exactly correct on the button of the nail of the head. My card. Lestrange Trousbenters, condiment provisioner, non parallel to HRH Queen George V Part 2. And now, madam, if you'll direct me to this mustard festival... Just follow the village road, past the village sign, go straight on past the village shop, walk by the village church, cross the village green, till he sees the village mustard festival, and there you be. And if he falls into the village sea, he's gone too far. <laughs> Thank you, my buxom cliché. About the bills, sir. Oh, of course. Luckily, I have my secret trust... Uh, uh, my um, trusty mustard agent's file to hand. <laughs> Hapenny, wake up, damn you. Oh, oh, good morning, strange trousers. No, these are my legs. The legs of Lestrange Trousbenters. Who? Oh, oh uh, right, yes, of course. Uh, morning, Trousbenters, wink, wink. Just take care of this, will you? What on earth? Room fees? An exorbitant bar bill and a sacrifice of a goat? Oh, don't you worry about that, my dear. Goats included with the room. Oh, that's what it was for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Very well, dear lady. Here is a receipt for a carbon copy of an IOU. Oh, thank you kindly, sir. And keep the change. Not, of course, forgetting to declare it as taxable income. Now and... get back in and there, Now get off that's enough of him. Uh, do you know the weather forecast this morning? One moment, sir. <laughs> Sunny with intermittent splatters of blood, sir. Oh, thank you. And goodbye. Don't forget your trousers, sir. Returning only to don his trousers, collect his belongings and take a brief three-hour post-breakfast nap, Strange Trousers stepped out into the morning air on the stroke of one. There he beheld a collection of rotting haystacks with doors lent against them after the fashion of houses. Before him stood the village sign reading... Tropping Sholly! What a fine British heritage name! Aha! A post office! But who's that outside? A figure with a sturdy gait and rotten fence posts. A man, I surmise, of dignity and good breeding. Tall, upstanding, with a finely trimmed beard over a collapsed chin. Expertly smoking a cigar from a pipe on the end of a three-foot cigarette holder. Supporting himself upon a cane of fine tweed and wearing a jacket of perfectly tailored oak panelling. You forgot to mention my patent leather teeth. Some say they're my best feature. Oh! Uh, good afternoon. And a good afternoon to you, Mr. Trousbenters. Welcome to our humble village of Tropping Trolley. 
No, oh, forgive my rudeness. No, not at all. I feel the same way about trousers before breakfast. But, uh, but how did you know my name? News travels quickly around a small community. Here, your lordship, you heard. Mrs. Matthew's youngest done giving birth to a baby boy. When was that? Next Thursday. <laughs> no good will come of it. You mark my word. Yes, thank you, Cyril. You see, sometimes news gets round so quickly, events don't have time to occur. Now, where was I? Half past one. Ah, yes. Allow me to introduce myself to yourself. I am Lord Red Herring. Lord Double Bluff Red Herring. Of the Norfolk Red Herrings? Of the obvious Red Herrings. I recently took possession of the manor. Interesting. Is it? No. But it's interesting that it isn't. Really? Well, no, but go on anyway. As Lord of the Manor, may I inquire as to your business in our fair, stinking hamlet? I suppose you'll be one of those dashed mustard agents here for the famous Mustard Festival. Ah, but how did you know? Because you look like a ghastly middle-class mercantile oik. Well, delighted to meet you, dear boy. Do take in our little village, see the sights, the post office, the school, the church, the wicker man. Uh, tell me, um, Lord Red Herring. Please don't be so formal. Call me Lord. <laughs> tell me, Lord. Uh, do you know of any mysterious disappearances in the village? Mysterious disappearances? I should think not. No, we have only the normal everyday disappearances. After all, old customs must be kept alive somehow. So, you don't know of any bankers, lawyers, doctors or other members of the middle class going missing? Perhaps to find a yokel in their place? My dear Mr. Trousbenters, this entire county is nothing but yokels. There is no middle class to support. Yet you are landed gentry. As I say, old traditions have to be kept alive somehow. Hmm. Lord, is there a telephone nearby? I need to contact my headquarters, um, office. Oh, how is business at the old headquarters office? I'll know as soon as I can contact them. Well, you see, persons hereabouts are rather old-fashioned. I understand some years ago a man did try to erect a pole for telegraph wires in the village square, but he was tied to it and burnt for heresy against nature's gift of shouting. <laughs> Since then, we have remained isolated. Forgive me, but I must attend to something. No doubt we'll meet again at the Mustard Festival. Until then, Lord Red Herring. So, where to next? I believe you are going to the post office. It's right in front of you. Ah! Sorry, I thought you'd left. Oh, I was just doing something. <laughs> On my way now. Cheerio! The post office it is then, there to fulfill my solemn oath to Colonel Shirts. to you, sir. Good day, old crone. I should like to post something. Well, just get a pen. Come here, you. <laughs> Nothing like a freshly plucked pen. 
Now, sir, where be you posting it to? To London. Oh, abroad, eh? <laughs> Lon Don. What's the address? That's classified. Cla Si Foyd. And who's it too? Well, that's top secret. Top Secret. And how do you want it to go? By the fastest means available. This is urgent. Do you understand? Urgent. Yes, that's right. Put on the scales, please, sir. Oh, uh, one moment. He be very large, sir. Will he bend? No, it's a stiff letter. <laughs> yeah. Beg pardon, sir? <clears throat> Nothing. Um, how much is that? Three guineas, 12 pounds, four shillings, two farthings, and half a brick, sir. Ah, do you uh, take Berlin Wall? I seem to be a bit light. Um, uh... <sighs> White strange uh, bent trousers. Trouse benters. Yes, him. Don't pay that bill. I have a stamped addressed envelope. Put him in that. Excellent work, Hapenny. Grab his legs. I'll take the head, as always. <laughs> Get him in. Now, my good crone, how soon will he be in London? Come here, Bess. <laughs> What's that? Air fastest carrier pig. She'll have him here for tea time. Aren't you going to say something strange, Bentus? Quite right, Hapenny. On this most sad and solemn occasion, we honour our fallen comrade, stuffed in an envelope and tied to a pig. <laughs> Godspeed, trusty porker. Wee, wee, wee. His duty thus dispatched, Strange Trousers next visits the Tropping Sholly School of St. Griselda, the Horned. Good morning, class. Today, class, we are joined by a very distinguished guest, one of them mustard merchants on whom we depend to sell our mustard wares. Can we burn a miss? Jim Davison, how dare you? Put your hand up if you wants to ask a question. Sorry, miss. Yes? What is it, Christopher? What's he taste like cooked, miss? Don't be so greedy, Master Moyles. Now, you all continue from where we left off yesterday, quietly, while I talk to our guest. Yes, miss! So, what do you think, Mr Trousbent? As fine children, bain't they? Indeed, Miss Ouija-board. What, uh, what delightful drawings of country life the children have done. The dunghill cottages, the rain-soaked fields, the burning witches... Um, why is that boy being buried to his neck in the earth? Oh, oh young Simon? 
He's this year's John Barleycorn. Ah, the old school play. I well remember the smell of the lights, the grease of the audience, and how industriously those children are working diligently at their wicker craft. What a fine structure. Big enough to fit a man inside. Are um, <clears throat> all the children here? Oh, bless ye, no. The others be out collecting kindling. For the burning. Oh, a nature ramble, eh? Excellent British character-building stuff. And uh, what are you chaps up to? Cutting out these newts' eyes. And cutting off these bats' wings. Mm, such impressive collections. You two must be top of your biology class. That's, That's right, right, sir. <laughs> hmm. I guess this is all perfectly normal for the education of the lower orders. Clearly, there's no evidence of strange goings-on here. Well, Miss Ouija-board, I see from those cauldrons that your home economics class is about to begin. I should hate to distract you from your charges any longer. Good day. Thank you for your visit, sir. Sure. What an half-wit. Matilda, stop hanging your brother by his neck this instant. Hang him by his feet. The blood will drain better. Disturbed by the lack of any apparent wrongdoing, Strange Trousers walks towards the church. As he approaches it, he beholds a darkening sky. The very air seems heavy with some brooding malignance. Even the bird song becomes coarser. In the churchyard, Strange Trousers spies a sinister form in black robes, covered in arcane symbols, crouching over a fresh grave and muttering incantations. On hearing his approach, the figure whirls around to glare at him with eyes wide, filled with menace, and reaches out a cruelly clawed hand, making the sign of the devil. Be gone from this place. All hope has left here. Death is all you seek if you stay. Death and the fires of hell. <laughs> Our vicar, delighted to meet you. <laughs> the strange trousbenters, mustard agent, licensed to source. Ah, delighted to meet you, Mr. Trousbenders. I am the Reverend Weird Body. How may I help you on this beautiful day? Well, what can you tell me of your congregation? That seems an unusual question. Why do you ask? Well, as uh, all purveyors of mustard know, understanding the origins of the mustard to be purveyed, the place, the labourers, their standards of work and living, etc. and so forth, um, makes a difference to the quality and saleability of the mustard in question. Is that at all plausible? But of course, Mr. Trousbenters, come inside and let us talk. My word, what a charming church you have here. Oh, yes, you can tell it's a farmer's church by all the goat's heads on the walls. How very astute of you. And so cheerful with the large stars daubed in crimson on the walls and the floors. 
Oh, but wait, uh, that, that cross over there is upside down. Uh, we recently held a service in remembrance of the Australians. What happened to them? They went to Australia. Ah, yes, poor devils. Sunshine, sandy beaches and a general sense of egalitarianism. Unhappy swine. <laughs> By all the ruined undergarments, what was that? What? That lingering, agonised scream from the far end of the church. Oh, nothing, nothing. Merely a christening. Babies, you know. Now, you had some questions for me, I believe. Ah, oh, but of course. Uh, have you noticed any of your customers appearing to behave in a more uh, yokely fashion than usual? Mr. Trousbenders, you've seen the folk of our parish. Could there be any further deprivation of yokality to which they could be subjected? Yet the quaint lifestyle does afford a certain protection against the trepidations of modernity. Mm, I see your point. I'm sorry, it is awfully cold in here. And, uh, <laughs> and I also understand what you're saying. Oh, good. It would be terrifically hard to explain with charades. <sighs> Nothing untowards again. Well, these uh, quaint customs of yours are all terribly fascinating, Vicar, but I must be on my way. <laughs> this uh, mustard won't purvey itself now, will it? Oh, oh, must you go, Mr. Trousbenders? I was hoping you might stay and be baptised. Oh, but I've been baptised. It never hurts to have a top-up, though, does it? Well, I suppose, as it's gone noon... Um, what do I have to do? Nigel? Yeah. Mother of Parliament! What a size! Nigel, Mr. Trousbenders would like to be baptised. Be a dear and escort him to the baptismal altar, would you? We like to take the stress out of proceedings, so we ensure our... I mean, our new baptise are laid to rest upon the altar. What? Here? But it's all red and sticky. Oh, dear me, so it is. A jam leakage from a harvest festival, no doubt. Ah. Nigel, wipe down the altar for our guest. All right. Ah, that's better. Oh, hang on a moment, there's something here. Oh, a wallet. Well, our Baptists can be so forgetful in the excitement on their way out. Of course. And that would also explain these feet. Oh, yes. I'll put those in the lost and found. So I, I just hop on here, yes? Nigel will help you. <coughs> <coughs> Thank you, Nigel. Right. Now, I just lie down, do I? That's right. Get nice and comfortable. Oh, my concertina file. I'll just lay it across my chest. A little lower, if you would. What, here? Lower. Here? Yes, that's perfect. Nicely out of the way of the heart. Nigel? Oh. That's right, Nigel. Tie the straps nice and tight. 
We wouldn't want our guest to slip and hurt himself now, would we? <laughs> yes, indeed. Safety first. Quite so. Quite so. Now. You see this knife in my hands? Take a good look at it, Mr. Trousbenders. See its razor-sharp blade glinting in the candlelight. This blade is the last thing you will ever see! Wait a moment. There's something wrong here. Your hands! You've got painted nails! <laughs> You're a woman! <laughs> Stop! Lord Red Herring, thank goodness you're here. Something is rotten in the church of Chopping Sholly. Did you know your vicar is a female? Surely not. Reverend Weird Body, is this true? You tell me, my lord. <sighs> Great Lady of the Night of Babylon, Lord Red Herring, did you know? Is this fool, darling? Can I kill him? No, Medea, not yet. Medea? Is that any way to address a man of the cloth? Woman! Woman is an even less suitable way to address a man of the cloth. <laughs> Are you sure I can't kill him? Patience, Medea Black. Nigel, unstrap him. What's going on here, Lord Red Herring? Why are you interfering with my baptism? Yes. Modest answers. Seize him. Yes, yes Lord Red Aaron. Take him to the mustard layer. Yes, Lord Red Aaron. In the handkerchiefed grip of a phalanx of Morris dancers, Strange Trousers is led from the altar through a trap door, which leads from the church through an underground passage, leading to a vast subterranean cavern where his captor's leaden footsteps lead him to the lair of their leader who leans over and leers. <laughs> Great honey-glazed chicken salad! Here's all of that! Mustard! Yes, gallon upon gallon upon gallon of finest, most potent, genetically modified Norfolk mustard. How do you like my underground mustard layer now, Mr. So-called Lestrange Trousbenters? Well, it's, it's very yellow. Um, but why have you brought me here, Red Herring? I wanted you to see it before you die. Any last words? <laughs> Last words are like Frenchmen. A true British gentleman has no use for them. Very well. Nigel, chain this imbecile to this chain. And then hoist him over the mustard vat. What, material? Now, lower him into the mustard. Is this the end for Strange Trousers? How will he escape his mustardy fate? Why is mustard so important suddenly? Will the gaps in the plot be left gaping like holes in a tramp's sock? Or have the writers thought of something particularly ingenious to round off the series? The last seems least likely, 
But to find out for certain, tune in again for the final terrifying and entirely incomprehensible episode, A Village Fate Worse Than Death. <laughs> Bentley Strange Trousers and the Dance of Doom star Damien Bell, Mary Bolland, Sarah Jane Derrick, Darren Gooding, Dave Hughes, Jeremy Key, Richard Potter and Sarah Ellen Young. Foley Sounds by Matthew Orchard. Sound, recording and engineering by Darren Tansley. The series was written by Damien Bell and Darren Gooding and was recorded at Colchester Arts Centre before a live audience and is an I Hear Voices Theatre Company production. 